The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game, the show about short video games, games that respect your time. I am Reagan Kelly, and I am joined this week by the lonesome bro host. I'm not lonesome. Okay, I meant lone like you're the only one on the show. You're not actually lonesome. That was poorly phrased. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to just have an episode where it's just you and me again. I always enjoy this. I was going for kind of like a folksy charm, like, you know, like a lonesome cowboy or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's me. I can see how you would imagine me that way. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is actually sometimes nice to just do an episode that's just me and Shane because, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to make ourselves look good with our co-hosts around. But now it's just you, me, and our literally dozens of listeners. Um, so we can really let it all hang out. Yeah, let it all hang out. I mean, yeah. just or at least hanging out. Yeah, hanging out indeed. And uh, hanging out is the topic of the episode today because uh, for a variety of reasons, we've ended up with another one of those weeks where none of our schedules lined up well enough to talk about a single game. You know, it doesn't mean we're not playing games. And this is true. We still have gaming related discussion. So, uh, you know, why not? Episode so we we thought, you know, we've we've done a few little topic based episodes uh, over the last year or two and uh i had a a a sort of idea itching at the back of my skull about something that i thought would be fun to talk about on the show you know the show's theoretically about fitting games into your life so specifically the most important aspect of that is games that are short enough to fit into your life but there's a lot of other factors that go into what helps games fit into your life and so the sort of overarching topic that i thought we would talk about today um is just sort of what's working and what's not in terms of your gaming setup and gaming life in terms of how games are fitting into your life, things that are working, things that are making it easier for you to fit games into your life. uh, And uh, maybe things that are not working so well, things that uh, maybe need a little improvement or that you thought would work well, but aren't things that are, you know, roadblocks to enjoying games. Um, So I guess we just dive into that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's there's a there's a lot that we can talk about that is not about a specific game and how that fits in. This is more of a chance to talk about our lives and how the you know, how we play our games than it is to talk about, you know, hey, this game takes less time than this game. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, that's so, what we, that's what our show is. Every week we get on the show and say, hmm, this week we played this game. Well, it takes a little longer than this game, but not as much time as this game yeah, for about right. 45 minutes. <laughs> this one is approximately 1.5 Zeldas. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. So for me, um, I guess we could start off just by talking about what our gaming setup looks like and i want to be a little expansive with that uh because for me gaming is not just the video games we talk about on this show uh gaming includes board games gaming includes uh various you know dungeons and dragons we play pretty regularly uh you know i play a lot of magic the gathering reagan wolf you know stop at me every time that's a i really want you to retire that gag uh my dude 
uh, because Never. Magic the Gathering is one of the most popular games in the universe, and you're the only one who who thinks it is a gag every time it's mentioned. It's just a it's just a gag that you mention it so much. I don't even mention it that much. It's literally one of the games that I play. Uh, um, it, for a while there, we had a long run where it seemed like you were bringing up Magic the Gathering every single week. Like, your what's making us happy this week was like, well, they came out with a new Magic card this week. And it was ding. But uh, yeah, OK, yeah, all, right, all right. I'll let you have this one. So, you know, it's. I I have the great fortune of being uh, able to spend a lot of time uh, on games for someone in, in my situation. You know, I, I am, I'm a, a grown ass adult with a job uh, and a family uh, and a career and all that. And uh, so, you know, I, I just happen to be able to probably spend one or two nights a week uh, getting some real gaming hours in. Right. And so, you know, in that I I'll play, some games for the show, uh, but I do try to every, at least every other week have a D&D night and for the last while, pretty regularly, I, I've been attending Friday Night Magic at my local game shop. So, um, you know, fitting all of that stuff together is a little tricky. And then the, the gaming setup that that entails is, well, God, I have a whole shelf of board games. Uh, and boxes and boxes of magic cards now. And it does get to be a little much. I am, I'm at a point where I kind of need to slim down just the stuff uh, that, that encompasses my gaming life and maybe just sort of reduce the, just the literal space in my life that it takes up. Yeah, I definitely feel that like part of part of what you were talking about there is the uh, like job slash family slash schedule. Like you don't think about that so much in terms of like, how are you fitting games into your life? But a, a big part of, you know, a, a big part of fitting games into my life is that I've got all this other stuff going on in my life. You know, I, I um, but also, yeah, we're I think we're both pretty lucky in that, like, you know, for me, my big hobbies are gaming and this podcast. And those are both something that I devote a lot of hours to every week. And part of what, you know, makes me fortunate enough to be able to do that is that I have a, a job where I can work from home. Um, and uh, while it is a fairly busy job, I do get some long stretches of downtime within it where I can maybe, you know, do something else, edit a podcast, that kind of thing. Um, and also just, you know, I, uh, I, I do have young kids and that's changed a lot of the, the way that I approach games, but you know, I'm, I'm a night owl. So my, my gaming time is mostly, you know, kids are in bed until question marks. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it, we're both kind of lucky that we're at a, a stage in our life where we're able to, you know, spend time on hobbies every week. And that's, that's really nice. So I would, I would file that under things that are working, even though occasionally that is something that you know, we hit a train wreck or like this last week, my, uh, uh, we were in the process of moving my youngest from a bassinet in our bedroom to his own bed in the nursery. Um, which, oh, let me tell you, like any plans I had had to play any video games after the kids were in bed, uh, that entire week were completely thrown out because, you know, I was, uh, spending all the time I would have normally been spending gaming, like watching a monitor and going and occasionally settling down uh, a, a very fussy 
a little five month old. So like that kind of thing comes up for all of us, uh, Laura, except for you. Sorry, Laura. Um, you know, it, that's that's life. Um, something about doing a podcast about video games is that it it makes something that is like you know just your fun hobby of doing games suddenly have to start fitting around a schedule. I have to. I don't have to. Have to like this. It know, does really focus things. I, it does. I certainly, it, it has really focused me in on uh, being a little bit more objective oriented than I than I was before on games. You remember there have been times in my life where I got very swiftly pulled down a long rabbit hole of like destiny two or yeah or something like that and like my yeah, you my play the same game every night for two months yeah. or something yeah I, yeah I, and I that would... that isn't something that i actually have room for in my life anymore i just don't really mm-hmm. have the ability to do that um and i mean it's not it's not that i don't like want to sometimes there are there are games that'll come out where it would be very cool like the closest to that for me has been you know elden ring this year yeah it was a very very large game uh, i still haven't finished it you know i am same uh i i got through the uh the capital for those in the know and and i have kind of lost steam but every time i pick it up i get a little farther uh it just involves taking lots of breaks yeah i'm the same way with long games like i have to pick one a year and i don't always complete it uh, and that's one a year. Like I'll pick an RPG once a year and decide like this is going to be my RPG for the year. And uh, I try to squeeze it into the gaps in the uh, playing games for the podcast schedule. And it doesn't always work out um, for the last. What is it now? <sighs> probably, probably for the last three years, I've been trying to make my way through. God, is it three? It's probably three years. I've been trying to make my way through. um uh, oh, geez, I can't even remember the name of the game now. It's been so long. Impressive. Um, Trails in the Sky, like Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, um, which is a, a a JRPG on the PSP and uh, a few other platforms, including Steam. Um, and uh, man, like I would I would love to finish that one day, but I've I started it on the Vita and then decided to scrap that and started it again on PC um and i've gotten you know halfway through it both times and i don't think it's ever going to happen guys i'm also uh i've been halfway or more i haven't actually probably i think at this point i'm like 90 percent of the way through persona 3 <laughs> but it's just i just hit a hit a wall with a boss and uh it took me it took me like two years to play through most of persona 3 like it took me a fully a year and a half to play through the witcher 3 um long games they you know i i just i there it's a it's complicated when you are doing a game a week for uh for a podcast and then spending i spend at least like one night a week just doing the edit of the show so that's that's a night i could be playing games but i instead do the editing i'm not i'm not complaining i actually enjoy editing the podcast it's it's like a kind of a fun zen activity i put on my headphones i get a beer or or something and sit down and i you know edit the podcast uh, and I've gotten to where I'm pretty fast at it and I enjoy doing it. But like it's uh, yeah, you know, looking at looking at our schedules, like part of the reason that we do things the way that we do is that, you know, the, the podcast does sort of bring focus to your gaming schedule. Makes you makes you have to be pretty intentional. If I decide to pick up a game, I have to decide, like, is this a game for the show? Is this not a game for the show? If it's not a game for the show, when am I going to play it around the stuff that is for the show? Mm hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the stuff that's really working well 
Uh, yeah. For me, the one that has been a real delight for just sort of fitting into my life uh, is the play date lately. I am carrying oh, yeah. it with me pretty much everywhere. It lives in my work bag. Um, and the fact that it is kind of push, not pull, I don't have to decide to go and find games for it is really something I, 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 I kind of thought of that as a gimmick at first, but, uh, I really do like the model that they've got. Obviously they've just rolled out their store, but, uh, you know, even that is very specific. I really like having the little light come on and say, Hey, you've got a new game. I, I would say maybe one out of five of the games in the play date season has been something that I want to put, you know, much time into it all. But some of them are real bangers for me. The most recent kind of find there is called Sasquatchers. Um, I don't know if you've tried that one at all. Yeah, I hadn't until you mentioned it because something uh-huh. about the art, I just wasn't drawn into it. But it's like kind of goofy looking the the art. But it, if you if you for those who don't haven't discussed it, like we have, it is a uh, turn based tactical game similar in play style to um, Advance Wars, which is kind of catnip for me. I love Advance Wars. Um, I am really crossing my fingers that uh, that new re-release of Advance Wars 1 and 2 finally makes it out uh, of Nintendo's vault. Uh, I hope no which, other wars ever happen. I know. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, this is this 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 delay uh, happened when uh, the uh, invasion of Ukraine began. And like I a year simply, and, and months ago, like, I think it's so I, weird that they, they they first of all, that they delayed it for that when it seemingly was done. Like there were people who had like there were there were some some people ended up with some glitch where they actually were able to download the full game on the eShop and it was like it was like ready to come out. It was a hundred percent complete. And then they delayed it for over a year, which was, and it's not even like, it's not even like a game about like glorifying Russia. It's just yeah. weird. It was always weird that there was a, that there was an, a, like a Nintendo game straight up about child soldiers and tanks. Uh, that <laughs> that's, that's odd. I don't know. I, it does. It doesn't. It didn't. It didn't make sense to me then. It still doesn't make sense to me now. I'm not outraged about it or anything. But hoping Putin doesn't pull anything and and get it thrown back into the 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 void. Uh, yeah. I am looking forward to playing it. Uh, but that itch really has been well scratched and and then some by Sasquatchers, which is a, uh, you know, it, it, on top of it, it's a very different concept. So obviously it's not a war game. The uh the main characters of this game are cryptozoologists who are exploring different forests looking for Bigfoot and other, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, cryptids. And it uses the crank on the play date in a really lovely way, because what you're trying to do is get photos of those cryptids and you're using the crank uh, with your camera. And it, I think it's, it's what I like best about it is the is the weird like first person view it goes into when you're yes. doing the photos. You get these great views of the characters and it's very funny. It is. I, I quite liked it. Um, I, I've only played through like the um, the tutorial and like started a level. So like I didn't have time to really put a lot of time into it, but I hadn't for some reason I hadn't tried it at all until you mentioned that you were enjoying it. So like, thanks. Cool. Yeah. Good game. 
it's definitely it's definitely one of the gems of season one on uh, yeah i've actually gotten back into the play date as well like um it it had been kind of just sitting on my shelf and um then when the catalog thing came out i i kind of you know, recharged it and and tried a couple of the new things that were from there, but it just sort of made me start picking it up again. And it has sort of jumped back into a rotation for me. For me, it's still sort of just like a, a good desk toy, but like I'm now 40th ranked in the world in the first level uh, speed, you know, whatever category of the, the Zach Gage snake game. Uh, I've been putting a lot of time into that one. Really like that yeah, game. Honestly, that's a really good one too. Uh, that I have... I've spent a lot of time with that one, mainly just because it's so quick to pick up and play. Like the the play date has this nice spot as a um, kind of a gaming fidget toy <laughs> mm-hmm. where you just can pick it up and, and and jam a quick game of the snake game or whatever. And yeah, so that's one thing that's fitting really well. The, the other thing that's fitting well, we've discussed to death on this show, and that is uh, the uh, what's a the Steam Deck right yeah and i know it's still it's still working well for me i'm still ending up playing it a lot docked on my tv downstairs mainly just because it's now slightly better for gaming on my big screen tv than the uh nintendo switch which it's parked next to almost all all the time Uh, yeah the the steam deck has continued to be like a, a big part of my gaming setup um yeah being able to to download games that are you know would it would have normally required me to go to my office and play them you know in other places in the house um you know like i've been playing through um uh the what's it called the uh, uh the miles morales you know the yep. the and my kids love spider-man and so you know when i want i want to play a video game and um i want and my, I want my kids to like I don't know, quit yelling. Uh, I could pull out the Spider-Man game and they want to sit there and watch over my shoulder uh, because it's Spider-Man. Uh, and they asked me a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of questions like, dad, why does his, why does, uh, why does Miles have the, the, the blue costume in this? Cause I haven't got the black costume yet. I only just started it. And it's like, oh, well, he hasn't, ha- he hasn't got it yet. Where's, where's Peter? You know, like lots of, lots of very in-depth lore questions mm-hmm. about Spidey the game and his amazing friends related questions. Oh yeah, exactly. But they also keep asking me questions about like, like they haven't seen Spider-Man fight just regular human dudes before. Yeah. And it really distressed them at first. They were like, dad, why is he hitting? Why is he hitting just people? Dad, why is he hitting those people? I'm like, they're bad guys. They're bad guys. They to them, bad guys have to have like bizarre costumes or like horns or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I had to explain that, like, no, these are bad guys because they have, I guess, politics that that, that that Spider-Man doesn't like or something. Um, but yeah, it's it's been the the biggest change like we did a whole episode on the steam deck and you know i've talked people's ears off about it i i super love the thing but the biggest change for me has been that like since i got it it's gotten way better at being a tv based console than it used to be uh-huh. yeah they were there been a lot of software changes um some of the the third party dock hard well, first of all the first party dock came out but also the third party dock hardware has gotten better so i picked up a, a third party one that was like 25 bucks and works great and just that whole experience. Oh, it's gotten better with like working with third party controllers. Um, so I can easily take a Xbox controller and switch it between my Xbox and the steam deck 
And that's worked out really, really well. And just like the whole experience of that has gotten so much better. The fact that I can like install a game on there, pick it up, take it from my office to the TV, to the couch. I can play it in other circumstances where I might, you know, want to sit there and play a game. And with Steam Cloud, those saves generally sync back to my PC if I want to play at my desk. Like it's it's gotten so much better than it was at launch and it was pretty mm-hmm. decent at launch. So that has definitely been a big factor for me lately of like fitting games into my life. Well, another thing that has been maybe maybe an increasingly big part of my gaming setup, if we're, if we're just talking hardware now is my gaming PC itself, right? Which mm-hmm. is still great. I think I bought my, uh, I don't even remember what the brand is. Cooler Master Ultra. I I bought an off the shelf game. No, you got um you got it from I think it's the uh, I remember because I I was like hey you should get this one. Um, it uh-huh, was it's you, the Best the Buy like house brand. I think it's like Cyber Power or something like. That's or is that right. the U- Cyber Power? Or my, that, my, I, right. that might be the that might be the name of the brand of uh, uninterruptible power supply. I that am I have. looking <laughs> at it right now, and all it has is weird gaudy rainbow. So. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, it was it was at the time it was just a good deal uh, in the midst of a enormous uh, supply chain dry up of uh, of graphics cards, which. Yeah, this was I think we we both got our like I got mine a uh, little before you, but we both got them. I think was it early in the pandemic or no, I got mine before, but I think you got yours yeah, a little after you. And, and it was. Yeah, it was it was definitely during the the height of covid where you know, people were not shipping graphics cards around the world. And when they were, it was for crypto mining. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I was very glad to have it. Uh, but the, the great thing about these gadgets is they can basically run everything. And I have still not had one thing I threw at it that it didn't perform well with. So, you know, that's been great. Um, I'm, I'm more and more wishing that I had it more, portable somehow which i mean you've been telling me how you've switched over to having basically xboxes in a a variety of rooms of your house one of the things that maybe listeners don't understand is that when you um have a house full of like family like you're often just gonna want to play games in whatever room where it's quiet uh or where maybe your your kid wants to be so that they can watch um it's really starting to get under my skin how often my son is actually wanting to come into my office to watch me play games yeah i have a rule where my kids are not allowed in my office but i occasionally make an exception for my daughter if she wants to come watch me like play a video game while her brother's napping or something like that yeah yeah and yeah so i i don't have such a rule um he does stay out of my office when I am working. Uh, but if I'm just playing games, I'm, he can come in. <laughs> he can come in. Uh, but yeah, I've got like a little folding chair in the corner that I'll set up for him. And <laughs> the naughty what, chair. <laughs> yeah. What I have been, uh, what I've been doing, the reason he's been coming in most of the time lately has been Minecraft. And he wants to, he wants, to, he wants to play on his iPad which, by the way, I'm really trying to figure out how to get him. He 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 stubbornly wants to do it on the touch screen, which is like the worst way to play that game. And I've been I've got him uh, a a controller paired with it, and like that wasn't convincing enough. 
somehow like he's you he's i think you've got to put it on a tv because like the yeah. tv's not a, like i understand why you would want that like that that like um but i, I and it, maybe it's a little bit like paternalistic but like hey we're fathers like that's the thing but like the but right. like, i i agree like watching watching kids try to play games like minecraft on a touchscreen some of them are excellent at it and that's fine but like i don't know the dad gamer brain just like yeah. rebels against it i'm like kid you've got to learn how to use a controller and that that's like you know a skill that will will carry you through your entire life like well if anything i want him to try it on a mouse and key I, so a controller mm-hmm. yes but you know a controller yes that's a skill that'll pay off long term but i'll tell you a, a real skill that will pay off long term is using a mouse and a keyboard mm-hmm. and uh i don't have i have not figured out a good way to handle this because we this is getting into you know minecraft uh bullshit but there are two versions of minecraft there's the java version and the bedrock version and we are choosing the bedrock version because it's available on more things and we want to be able to play with his cousin uh who plays on an xbox and um but in order for that to work like i can't run that on like 90 percent of the devices in my house right you can't run the bedrock version of minecraft on a steam deck um you can why is that well because there's it doesn't no work with proton or? there's no linux version of it and uh. there's some apparently some issues with the windows version for some reason um the the people who do try and be, i think partially it's because the java version is more popular especially among the kind of people who might be playing games on linux yeah um, the java version is better in some highly esoteric ways uh, I think it's I better mod about. support or something, right? Uh, yeah, and 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 stuff like that. It, so it's there's there's trade offs. Like if you want to play with a controller, you probably want the the bedrock version. Um, if you want to play online across various different consoles, then you need that version. So there's there's reasons that that that's the one we're going with. Um, the best thing you can do to get the bedrock version on the Steam Deck apparently is like the the android version can be hacked to work on it but I, hmm. i'm not i'm not trying to clear that hurdle i don't want to do that no. um but yeah, have you, have you, you thought about just getting him a, a little pc i'm starting to think about it but like i mean he can't even read so <laughs> seems a little i don't know like I, i've been thinking about setting up uh, like a like a little like you know second um computer uh just for to run some like educational games because there's uh-huh. a lot of really good like I, I take my kids to the library and they they like gravitate towards the like terrible old computers with like huh. old 90s edutainment software on it because yeah, maybe... I don't know it's something interesting to them and so yeah, I've been thinking about setting something think, up for that even the most ancient of laptop probably could run Minecraft just fine yeah yeah or like the, you uh... can get those uh those cheap um uh like um what do they call, like workstation type computers Mm-hmm. that are you can get it for like two three hundred bucks on you see that wouldn't solve the other problem which is i want to be in the same room with him while i play it i have to play that game with a mouse and keyboard 
right? Yeah. So then, it's well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You do like a tandem gaming setup. Like I've, I keep seeing oh, like like TikToks and stuff of like a dad with a like Uber gaming setup next to a smaller desk with a slightly smaller gaming setup next to a slightly smaller desk with a slightly smaller gaming setup. What their, kills me is I have brood. so many laptops and stuff in this house, and mm-hmm. like that's the thing that the bedrock version of Minecraft won't run on a Mac. Uh, all mm-hmm. I have are Mac laptops, so. Uh, it's a lot to think about for me. I, I don't want to spend like hundreds of dollars on a on a Windows laptop just to have it be a piece of junk that he never touches. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll figure this out. But that's that's a place where, you know, if listeners have suggestions for me or ideas or or anything like that, I'd love to hear them, you know, hit us up. Uh, Reagan, tell them tell them where to where to contact us for the show. It's on shortgame.lol. Shortgame.fm. Shortgame.fm. Yeah, all all the links are on there. Yeah, Yeah, I think as far as things like 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 the as far as PC setup goes, like my my setup used to be for years that I and this was not to go too far down a a dumbass rabbit hole, but like I used to really want to have a single desk setup for both gaming and work, like a single a single computer. Um, Something about the idea of having multiple computers at my desk seemed really like a waste. Um, and so I would I went to some extra hassle to do things like hack a Windows PC to run Mac OS, like a Hackintosh setup, because I like Mac OS for for work and, and Windows for for gaming or, you know, a lot of effort to run. Oh, uh, uh, not games only that, on Mac. you're selling yourself self short. You not only did you create a Hackintosh to run your various operating systems you built it into an old mac pro aluminum case which yeah I that was a fun was project yeah it is pretty sick i still still use that case actually but now it's just it's just a windows pc in there um but like that's what the brainwave i had with uh when the m1 you know transition happened with the with the max was that like my needs for my work pc are so minimal now it like literally any mac uh, works. So I just, you know, run all my work stuff on a Mac, like a, a M1 Mac mini, uh, that can just sit on top of my gaming PC. And then I've, I've got some, you know, multi inputs on the monitors. And I got one of those things where you can switch the, uh, USB inputs between the two machines. And so now I just sort of, you know, have a dual setup and that works really well. And, uh, it, I have, you know, because I work from home, like my office setup, um, it's always a bit of a mess. It's always a little bit of a, of a, of a, you know, cluster, but it is kind of important to me that like, it's, it's like a fun and inviting space where I don't mind sitting and doing work and I don't mind sitting to record podcasts and I don't mind sitting to play games. And so I've kind of tried to keep my, my like desk and office set up as, as sort of multi-purpose and fun and inviting as possible. And that's definitely as far as like things that are still working for me. Like, you know, I, I definitely, um, putting a little extra effort into like making your, your desk setup fun and, and useful is definitely a big part of fitting games into your life for me, at least. Speaking of desk setups, that's this whole area where I feel like I am at the, the foot of a mountain and I see all of these incredible desk setups online. Like if you, if you're on Mm -hmm. the right corners of the internet, you'll see these rooms that have just this intense neon lighting on every surface and that have, you know, the screens are all hung on the walls uh, or, you know, perfectly aligned and, and uh, arrayed, uh, you know, uh, across various hanging stands. And, you know, the it's it's just so 
it's just so cool looking. And I don't like, I don't know how I'll never have the time to actually tweak. And I can, I barely have the, the time to clean my office, uh, let alone like decorate it in a way that is going to somehow satisfy the needs of both me being an elite gamer and having uh, a work from home setup. It's just, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. I think most of those sorts of things that you see online are pretty unrealistic. You're seeing like somebody's set up at like the, the, the most clean and the uh-huh. most refined that it will ever be because mm-hmm. they took a photo 10 minutes after they finished setting it up and they just did, just dusted everything and they haven't moved all of their pizza boxes and Funko pops back into, into place. Wow. The shade. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes, I I despise the the photos. Sorry, I, listeners, if you like them, it's uh, I don't. It's you're fine. Someone who will go unnamed started giving my son Funko Pops, uh, just just random assorted ones, like literally whatever was cheap on eBay, and I had to put my foot down. <laughs> uh, I think if someone gave gave my child a Funko Pop, I would try to come up with some fun craft projects where we could destroy them together. I think it would I am be... going to give your children some... Do not! <laughs> do not! Uh, do not bring that into my home. That would just... Oh Every time God. I visit, I'll just sneak one in and leave it somewhere hidden. <laughs> You know, you you do that. You you every time you come over, you leave something behind, and sometimes it's something you know basic, like I brought over a carafe of booze and I left my my carafe there. Can you return it to me? But other times, you bring over your hideous goblin mask for, <laughs> and it scares the shit out of my son. And then you <laughs> forget it in my home, and every few days I find it because my son runs across it and screams like you had to bury sound. it in a drawer, Shane. And you left it you here make, for months. You make that sound so insane. It was Halloween. <laughs> that is why I brought a <laughs> Halloween mask to your house. And I could not wear my Halloween mask because it scared your son, which is why I took it off and left it there. Yes, and then it and then it was the gift that kept on giving for it's, like four months, Shane. <laughs> if anything, the villain here is your son for being such a wimp. <laughs> He's two. <laughs> it was a very scary, hideous goblin mask, it is. Shane. I I mean that's why I bought it. It's it's a uh very realistic has very realistic eyes. <laughs> it they're unsettling. <laughs> I had to turn it inside out, Shane. <laughs> It's even worse looking now. <laughs> I'm glad it's no longer in my home. Um, where were we? What were we talking about? Um, uh, Gaming game elite gamer rooms. Yeah. The the one thing that I did to like more elitify my gamer room in the last uh, few months was I got a couple At of those card like table behind you. The card table. Yeah, no, that's what I put out when I'm going to do some soldering. I did some soldering today. So why has it been up for the last 12 months? I did some soldering yeah, a few weeks ago too. Did some soldering twelve months ago. <laughs> so just, you know, I'm gonna keep it up until I'm done soldering for life. No, Shane, it did it did go away for a couple of weeks and then it came back. Um, but that's yeah, the, the the large card table in the back corner. That's my soldering station. Um, the uh, that's my. I said we were talking about hobbies before. My my third hobby is uh, is uh, completely useless. Uh, electronics tinkering. Um, the uh, the thing I was mentioning though, the, well, the pegboard thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's somewhat useful to me. You, and, you fixed and, that microphone for me that one time. Yeah, yeah. 
Now the, the thing I did this week, I'll I'll uh, I'll brag because it will it will uh, I'll I'll like saying it, and no one else will want to listen. Um, was that uh, my wife bought a uh, um a, what do you call it? like a elect we we we've had some power outages, and so we bought a um USB uh, C charged lantern that we thought well we use it for power outages or camping uh, and brought it home and it was one of those devices where you plug it into your USB-C charger and nothing happens is because a lot of like lower end or badly designed um, tech that charges over USB-C doesn't fully implement the USB-C standard um, which requires that it either have a chip inside to talk to the charger and tell it what voltage to provide or if they don't want to do that put in a couple of resistors uh, to kind of short to ground certain pins that tells the charger, oh, hey, just deliver regular USB 5 volt power like you would to any other device. Um, it has to do one or the other of those things. And if it doesn't, uh, like a lot of cheap shit doesn't, uh, then it only uh, it will only charge if you plug it into an old school charger that has a USB A port. So if your charger has USB C ports on it, it doesn't work. And that whenever I get a device that does that, it infuriates me because like I've really been trying to have like nice USB C chargers. It's like, oh, well, OK, now I can't use any of my chargers that I have out. I have to go find something that's shittier. Um, so but if you crack those things open and solder in those resistors that they left out that are like a one cent part, uh, then you can make it work with modern chargers. It works fine. Uh, so infuriating. But it is fixable, and that's that's that was my my big soldering project for today. Was fi- uh, the I got this thing home from Costco, and like literally ten minutes out of the box, I was like, "Oh fuck, let me take this thing apart and do some soldering on it." I hope I don't have don't uh, don't kill it and have to uh, to abuse the Costco return policy. But worked out. Awesome. There we go. Totally unrelated to gaming, but you asked. You didn't ask. I asked. Soldering. I just volunteered that information. No one cares. <laughs> Um, well, it was a nice confluence of your special interests, soldering, USB-C power. I am a um, weird dad about USB-C power. Being a prepper. <laughs> I'm not a prepper. We just have weird, we're in a weird power grid out here. I'm in the suburbs. And for whatever reason, my neighborhood is not on the Texas power grid. It's on the Louisiana power grid. I don't know why this is. When they get a when they get a hurricane in Louisiana, I lose power. When my neighbors lose power. I'm fine. Uh, it's a weird trade-off. Anyway, um, I was, before we did that, very large digression, uh, talking about the one kind of like gamery setup thing that I did based on, I think I saw some TikToks or something where people were showing off their their gaming setup. And I always get jealous of like, oh, they've got these cool walls covered in like RGB lights. And they've got like controllers yeah. hanging from their ceiling or whatever and they've got 3d printed guns from halo on a special yeah, rack like, uh, that's none of that is me but i did see a lot of folks with like pegboards uh on their walls yep. with things like little shelves and like bungee cords and stuff to hold like random stuff and so i i set one of those up just got the ikea one and i'm really happy with how that turned out i've got like i've i've an i own an unreasonable number of controllers uh-huh. and being able to have some of the ones that i use most like up on the wall it like it looks nice to me anyway and uh, they're accessible. Things like my, you know, some keyboards I'm not using are up there. Headphones and other odds and ends. And I really like that. Like, you know, kind of. I think it yeah. looks reasonably attractive, and it puts some things that I want within reach, and they don't have to be sitting on my desk. So I'd like to do something like that. I, I'm, I, I, I think I will pretty soon because I've got a lot of 
junk in this room that I would like to elevate and stick off of my desk to the side a little bit. The problem for me is um, uh, my office is in the kind of converted attic of my house and it has these peaked roofs. Uh, there's a, there's yeah, you, like you have a very slant. weird vibe. It, it kind of feels like a, like an, like it is, it has an attic feel. It kind of like, uh, reminds me of like a, like a weird, like cozy attic room in a Ghibli movie or something. You've got all these plants and built in shelves and a peak and a, and a, and a slanted roof. And that is, that is actually one of, it is a super cozy spot and I love working in here. I actually have like a built in nap spot uh, next to my desk. That's like a little, uh, like a, like a little foam mattress pad on a, like a, a, a built-in, um, day bed. That's kind of part of this built-in shelf setup. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's but pretty cute. The, the sloped roof thing. Um, I don't know if you can see this, right? You can't. Okay. That's a little Not bit on camera, camera. And this oh, is okay. an audio podcast. So, um, the attic on this house was this is a 1940s house the attic was converted sometime in the 70s that checks out based on the color scheme well <laughs> you know it's been painted since then but it's just it's just tan i don't know what you're talking about the um <laughs> the the walls um at that point you couldn't really just buy a lot of uh, sheetrock uh, there was a lot of use of like beaver board or stuff called homosote or other fiberboard products to do walls in this kind of a kind of a space. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool looking. It's got like a, a, a texture and a, a kind of a shiplap looking pattern to it. But uh, especially over time, it has become very, very uh, soft. So if you wanted to, you could reach out and just like, poke it with a pencil like you could literally stab a pencil through it <laughs> and it would stay there uh, a couple of days ago I was, I was standing up from my desk and I was wearing a baseball cap and uh, I, I hit the ceiling with my head and if you could <laughs> so the you know baseball caps have that little button on top yeah the, the little nipple. button on top made a perfect circular hole in my wall <laughs> So yeah, now I gotta weird. fix that. Yeah. This has nothing to do with gaming. I hope our listeners. How do you how do you mud play. over a hole in like the cardboard your house is made of? Uh, you do it the like... same way you do any other. You just get the same kind of putty you get for for uh, for any other hole patching. Mm. The, well. the thing is now I gotta I gotta faint. There's there is multiple spots in this upstairs area where I have accidentally put holes in this super. Uh, paper thin <laughs> material yeah. we were talking there. earlier about uh, the you know feeling fortunate about it. we were both homeowners it's something you feel very fortunate about but it's also sometimes a huge pain in the ass <laughs> yeah yeah it really is um mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that i want to do to improve my overall gaming life and some of it is just <laughs> to improve my my home ownership and basic life so yeah well, going down the list of things that I think have been working really well in the, you know, fitting games into my life zone um, was that like uh, is is just the uh, so we've talked before about like I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty positive on Xbox Game Pass. It's it's been turning out pretty well. Um, I, I initially got a Game Pass subscription just to play on PC. Um, but what I ended up doing pretty recently was so I, I 
I had been getting annoyed that I couldn't play most of those games from Game Pass easily on my Steam Deck. And then there was some sales around the holidays and I ended up picking up an Xbox One S, the like smaller Xbox console. So um, it's proved to be really great. And actually, I liked it so much uh, that I ended up actually getting a second one because there was another sale. Um, I think I got them for like 250 or something. Uh, and that's pretty damn cheap for what these things do. Um, and they're really nice little, very simple boxes. And I have used them exclusively as Game Pass machines. I have not downloaded or I've not bought any other Xbox games um, just using them for Game Pass. But it's one thing about that that's really been helping sort of my like, you know, fitting games in in weird times where I might not otherwise be able to get to play a game is like basically every weekend I've got like a couple of hours in the middle of the day where I could play a game, but my kids are around and playing games that my kids are interested in, in like, like my kids are, are the kind of kids where if like they want to play with daddy or they want daddy involved. Um, if, if I'm playing a game and it's not something they're interested in, they're going to bother me constantly. But if I'm playing a game and it's something that they're interested in, they think is interesting to watch, then they're going to sit with me and cuddle in my lap. That's play why game you got whatever. all the trophies in Peppa Pig. <laughs> we, I tried to get my daughter to play Peppa Pig. She, she liked it a bit. She'll play it for about a half an hour at a time, but, uh, she's kind of over Peppa Pig. There's a new Peppa Pig game coming out or maybe it's already out. I thought about checking it out, but I'm going to wait yeah. for game pass on that. I'm not spending money on a Peppa Pig game. Um, but yeah, like being able to like just grab stuff off of Game Pass and try it for 10 minutes, you know, in a situation where I like that's why we ended up playing Tinykin um, or more recently I've been playing. I would never probably ended up buying the Hot Wheels racing game, um, but it's on Game Pass, including all of the DLC like it comes with all of the cars and so I just downloaded it one day and checked it out. And my kids were super into like, oh, no, try the dino car. Oh, try the one that looks like a hot dog or whatever. Like they they really like game actually looks kind of kind of cool. It's great, actually. Like it's it's a fun it's fun to to race around in like, you know, environments where it's like, you know, big, big people, little cars. Um, and I'm playing it on a nice TV where it's got like HDR and it looks it looks gorgeous. Like it's really impressive. They, they, the cars really look like little die cast cars with like good lighting and like lots of fine details. Is this and one Hot Wheels Unleashed or is it the think, Hot Wheels Rift Rally? Uh, it's it's Unleashed, like I guess. Games. Yeah, I think it's Unleashed. Um, and it has this sort of like blind box thing with it, but it does not have, as far as I can tell, like any kind of real money aspect to that. You just sort of race to get coins and unlock cars. And that's actually kind of part of the fun. My kids get really excited when I get a new box and get to open a new car and like, Oh, what's it going to be? And like, that's been fun. Um, and I wouldn't probably have ever tried that game under just normal circumstances. Um, but because I could just pop it on and, you know, give it a try. Like I don't tend to buy, maybe this will change someday, but like, I don't tend to buy kids games. I tend to buy games that are just sort of, you know, more general audiences um but it's uh it's it's been nice to be able to just sort of like grab stuff like tinykin or this hot wheels game or the peppa pig game i just play them for a little bit and see if my kids are into them and you know kill some time that way and i don't think i've ever i'm ever gonna like beat hot wheels unleashed but it's uh it's been nice like having having a dedicated like, and it, just the xbox is like as as nice and has as seamless as things like the steam deck have gotten 
nothing beats the convenience of a dedicated console and you know fussing around with a setup when i'm trying to like just kill an hour with the kids um is really annoying but the the simplicity of like booting up a console downloading a game off of of game pass and trying it out has been incredible so i would definitely recommend the xbox one s even if you're not really like interested in getting into the xbox ecosystem um just as a dedicated game pass box it is cheap and it is very hassle-free and a game pass subscription plus that is a really really good setup so we've talked about the things that are working. I feel like along the way, we have talked a little bit about things that aren't working or or might kind of be rated needs improvement. Uh, but we'll, we'll try and highlight some things we would like to or maybe plan to change about our gaming setups and our gaming experiences. I Actually, before we talk about things that aren't working, because I do have a couple, but there's one last thing I wanted to mention that, that has sure. been working. It's a quick one, but it's it. uh, it's something that I, I want to recommend to people if if you have needs that are similar to mine. I don't know how much my experience, you know, I've, I have to be really intentional about my gaming time because of the podcast, um, but like, uh, and, you know, because I am getting less and less of it because of kids. Um, but with... Uh, but I have to keep track of a lot of games. Um, and so I've used a number of different apps and tools for this over the years, everything from just like a notes document where I keep like notes about games that are coming up or like what we're talking about on the show, that kind of thing, all the way up to various different like websites and stuff. And, and I've ended up landing on one recently that I'm liking a lot. And I thought I would recommend it to folks um, as a, as I think it's working for me in terms of fitting games into my life. And it's not just for games. Uh, there's this, this app on the iPhone called Sofa. If you just search for sofa on the iOS app store, it should come up. It's got like a purple sofa icon and um, it's a, it's an indie app. It's like, you know, developed by a single guy uh, and he's pretty passionate about it. Um, And it's sort of a, he calls it a downtime organizer. Um, It's kind of like uh, he looked at a bunch of the like fancy features in modern, like to-do list or project management or organize, you know, self-organization apps and applied them to something where it's really just about keeping track of media that you want to engage with. And so I almost exclusively use it for games, but you can also use it to keep track of lists of, you know, movies and TV shows, books, audiobooks. Um, That's cool. Podcasts. Uh, podcasts. Right yeah. yeah. A lot of other stuff. Board games. It's, yeah, nice. um, it's really nice. And it's it's basically just sort of like a like a fancy to do list app that's more oriented around, you know, downtime than work time. Um, uh, it does a couple things that I think are really clever, like you can build lists, you can build as many lists as you want and title them whatever you want. And you can add notes to the to the items in the lists. Um, all of them are, you know, all of the different types of categories of, of media that go into it are linked up with different online services where it'll pull in things like, you know, covers and descriptions and release dates and stuff. Um, and it updates them. So like, I'll add a game to my list of like upcoming games, and it pulls down a release date. And that uh, release date updates if that changes. Um, and so that's been really useful. Um, and then also I, I, you know, I use it for other stuff too, just like, you know, I keep a list of like, you know, anime that I might want to watch that kind of stuff. And, um, that's been really nice to have. Um, it's got some bugs, like it's a single developer. It, he added a beta feature like a year ago for shared lists. And I tried that to like share lists with somebody else and make, you know, use it in a more collaborative kind of way. And it basically exploded. I think that that feature needs more work. But if you're using it more solo, 
um, it works really well. And so I, uh, I, I want to recommend it and you can use most of it for free. Um, if you want to be able to like add sticky notes or do certain other fancy things with your lists, it has like a paid version. It's like a, I think pretty reasonably priced subscription. Um, but yeah, I just use it now mostly to keep track of games for the show. I have a list for like games we're talking about on the show or maybe considering covering, you know, upcoming games. I keep a list of long games and then you can do things like, um, put things onto the shelf, which I think is a nice little organizational metaphor where like, you know, things that you're working on right now or that, you know, you want to do immediately the next time you have some downtime, you can put them on the shelf and get a nice display of all the things you're thinking about doing. Um, it's been fun. So I wanted to give that a quick shout out. Um, but then you were kind of very, very smoothly transitioning to things that weren't working. Let me try that um, uh, transition again for you. Reagan. Sure, like do it. This it. Time? So we've talked a lot about things that are working for us. Um, and along the way, we kind of talked about some things that weren't. And then we kind of talked about some things that were again. And then <laughs> now we're going to go back to talking about things that we want to change. Maybe maybe some plans we want to we want to put into practice, some new things we want to try, some things we want to change, maybe some old practices that we want to leave by the wayside. What do you what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was, we, we talked about when we were talking about planning this episode, we kind of talked about like talking about things that were working for you and weren't working for you. And I mean, I don't know, I don't have that many complaints. Most of the things that aren't working for me are like, I'm not getting enough sleep to play games. Like <laughs> it's not, not, not the kind of stuff that's like easy to either complain about or, um, uh, or fix. But one thing that's, one thing that's changed for me in the last little while, I think mostly since the steam deck came out is I've and I thought maybe I just because we've talked about it on the show before I thought I'd update people I guess um, I was really high on in-home game streaming you know when I first got my gaming PC I was really excited by the idea that you could have a, a gaming PC sort of in a central place in your house and then use things like um, uh, Nvidia game stream Steam's built-in game streaming thing Moonlight which is an open source implementation of an Nvidia's thing parsec there's a lot of apps that can do this that'll stream your games or your your desktop to other devices in your home things like you know stream your you know game on your desktop to your iphone or your laptop or your ipad um and that's still theoretically something that's kind of good but like i have found more and more um issues with that as a as a way of playing games and um the rise of things like the Steam Deck has made it so much less relevant. Things that I would previously have streamed, I can just run natively on the Steam Deck. Um, and, you know, I can attach that to a TV if I want. So I don't have to worry about like trying to stream to a set top box or, you know, that's the, the need for that has gone down. And meanwhile, the friction for that has gone up. So like, I don't know what this might be a me thing, but like my Wi-Fi network has been a little flaky. And so like in-home streaming has been worse than it was previously. I don't know why. Um, but also like NVIDIA previously was like the, the dominant people for this, like the, this was a feature that's built into NVIDIA graphics cards and built into the, the built-in NVIDIA like experience software. Um, and NVIDIA has announced that they are pulling that feature. It's no longer going to exist. So we'd have to rely on other game streaming options. Steam still supports it, but Steam's was never like best in class for this kind of thing. Um, and so like the, the experience of that is getting worse. And also I think people are, because the, the like internet-based streaming is becoming more popular, 
um, things like Xbox's uh, X Cloud or whatever you want to call it, and the streaming things from console makers like um, you know whatever, all those sorts of things, those are becoming more popular, and that's where it's getting attention. And the idea of like having a gaming PC or streaming from a console to a mobile device, all that nobody's talking about it anymore. And I think it's it's. I, I kept expecting that like this is getting better and better. Wi-Fi in homes is getting better. The you know the 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 codecs that are in use for you know in home streaming are are, are getting better. Um, Things like are Stadia firing. are shutting down. You know. Yeah, but like the the whole the whole ecosystem of of game streaming. Like, I wonder if it's just a failure. Like, um, like. Sure, there are still some you know companies that are making a try at it with things like the the Xbox Game Cloud thing or whatever. But like I I am I, I am retreating from game streaming as a primary way of playing almost anything. Um, I still did do it with um, like some Xbox some um, um, like I played Pentiment a lot that way, like some of the the Game Pass stuff. Um, but even in home streaming from device to device seems to be like not getting any love and not getting any better. Um, so I'm, uh, but you know, we're getting new options like things like the steam deck. So I'm, I'm kind of moving in that direction. That's something that hadn't been working for me well at all. Anything for you, Shane, anything that's been bugging you about your game life? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the thing that, that is, is changing for me is I am, I am finding a lot more satisfaction in games that are social in some way. Um, you know, the kinds Blech. of stuff that we <laughs> people, I know. Right. Uh, I, I mean, then in my particular like life that a lot of that means that I am playing a lot more, uh, like D and D and stuff like that. But then we've, we've been doing stuff like sons of the forest. I told you I'd gotten back into Minecraft. Those are just online games that I enjoy playing. Um, and that, I I even uh, had a, a big dip back into um, I got back into Overwatch for a while, which, you know, didn't really stick because I don't think you told me that doing some weird stuff with it. Uh, I had a, a while where my friends and I were playing a lot of Halo. Um, and so uh, across all of that stuff, like I really enjoyed that experience of like online uh, in particular, some of the competitive stuff, uh, but that's not working for me. Like I, I cannot make that stuff really fit into my life. You, you and I have been very successful in that we have found, I believe, three occasions to play Sons of the Forest, <laughs> um, which is what I I made you commit to before I hit the buy button on that game. I'll I'll, um, I'll play more. I'm I'm still excited to play more yeah. of that. But it is something like that that we managed to make that work every couple of weeks or something. Yeah, but I mean that that's the that's the thing. There is no um there is no solution to this problem. This is the the problem of uh, uh of time, but that's the biggest issue. I gotta say, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard. Anything where you have to like play with other people and like schedule around them and whatever mm-hmm. that that was always tricky but it's so much trickier with kids like we have this problem just just scheduling the podcast too which is just like how do you how do um three people with kids and one person without in two different time zones um you know manage to figure out a time when a plurality of them can get on the internet and do something at the same time uh it's really hard I mean, you know, witness here we are recording another episode of the podcast with two people, which, you know, is fine. Like part of the things that one of the things I like about this podcast is that we have a fun crowd and it 
you know, it, I think it works with almost any combination of two to four of us that, that it's great. Um, but you know, some things don't work that way. Like if we wanted to play like a game, like, I don't know, castle crashers or something where we really wanted to have all, like we, we had this trouble when we were trying to play, um, shredders revenge, it, like being able to get four players together to play the thing all at once really hard. And it's only getting harder, you know, for people in their different stages of life. Um, having kids, man, uh, you want to talk about things to put under the column of things that are, uh, that you know, not working in our gaming lives, man. Having having bedtimes, bed getting kids to go to bed, <laughs> and, and with that, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, let's put this podcast to bed. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, well, I, I want to leave. I want to leave folks with one last thing that is really working for me about my gaming life, and that is the community of people around the podcast, like. Having a place to hang out on the internet, you know, things like the Discord, um, talk to people about the games, that I, you know, and just honestly, the incredibly valuable service of having somebody who will go and like watch the Nintendo Direct and come on the podcast, come on the mm-hmm. podcast Discord and say, hey, Reagan, here's the two things that were in the uh, in the Nintendo Direct that you might actually care about. Like, this, I've been thinking such a should, service. We should be shouting out our community a lot more than we are. And it's I am so going to start I'm going to start doing that right now uh, by saying I want to welcome our newest member to the community uh uh, that is electric nebraska on discord i don't know your actual name uh if you tell me i will shout you out again (laughs) thank you electric nebraska um yeah thanks to all of our listeners it's been it's been a good time i really appreciate when you uh reach out you know with a game suggestion or just to shoot the shit or uh or with feedback about an episode all that stuff and the discord is obviously my favorite place for that because it's a nice community there uh if you want to join i you know uh, jumping ahead to our outro stuff. But if you uh, want to join our discord and we would love to have you um, that's open to all of our patrons on Patreon and you can go to patreon.com slash the short game and support the show with even just a dollar a month. That's 12 bucks a year. That's nothing. Uh, and uh, you'll get instant access to our discord. And if you support at a higher level, I will send you some stickers, uh, which I owe one of our listeners some stickers and uh, I got your address and I can't find any stamps. So they're coming as soon as I find some stamps. Uh, hang on. Um, should we go ahead and wrap it up here? Uh, you know, why not? Yeah, I think it's about time. Uh, yeah. yeah um, thank you, uh, listeners. So we've already thanked our patrons. We've Thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, you can find the show on the internet at www. Well, actually, let me, we've got now two URLs, and I'm now never quite sure which one I should be referring people to. I've, uh, uh, shortgame.fm. Shortgame.fm is the place to go. It's got all the links. It's got a link to our show notes page, which you can go to see actual, you know, episode listings uh, and search for old episodes. It's got links to all of our socials. It's got links to subscribe to the show on the various platforms of your choice. Um, it's got a link to the place where you can buy a, a t-shirt with the short game logo on it. Uh, it's a very fashionable choice. Uh, and all of the other stuff. Um, so shortgame.fm. You can also find me on the internet. I'm mostly on Mastodon these days, apart from the Discord. Uh, and I'm Reagan, R-A-Y-G-A-N, at bird.rodeo. Uh, and Shane, where can people find you? I think you can find me on uh, 8BitShane at mstdn.social. Link is on shortgame.fm. 
uh, at Twitter at 8BitShane. Indeed. Uh, and once again, thank you listeners for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. <laughs>